welcome to another edition of our FPO podcast, the preview show that happens every Thursday. So, I hope you all had a very good day today, and I hope the Champions League this week give you a match for three matchup to savor your tongue, savor your taste for the weekend and prepare for the weekend oh, fixtures. So um before we start with uh, the fixtures for the EPL this weekend, why don't let's look at uh, how the EPL teams felt in Europe this week. Starting with uh, Manchester City. Um, Chooks, can you just give us a summary of how the Manchester City players came went? Okay, good evening, everybody. Good evening, Chooks. So nice to be here once again. It's another time to talk about football with um, the crew. And as, as Roger has said, we had um, the Champions League over the week, and uh, we saw um, PSG take on Pep Guardiola's Manchester City. And to be honest, it was um, it was a show that that we the result wasn't expected. At least on my side, I didn't expect City to go to Paris to the Parc des Princes and not score a goal. Yeah, but exactly. for the for the um, viewers that for the listeners that are not aware of the scoreline, PSG defeated City two goals to nil. In a in a match in a match that didn't reflect what really happened. How do I mean? City had so much of the ball, but couldn't find the back of the net. Whereas PSG didn't do much with the ball that they had, but were able to find the back of the net twice. In yeah. both halves, you know, first goal came in eight minutes by Ghana, um, Idrissa, and mm-hmm. second goal by Messi. Messi um, scoring his first ever goal for the um, Parisian club. So, yeah, it was really an interesting showdown to say the least. But City had had the upper hand but couldn't deliver. Yeah, and here yeah, I was going to ask something. Um, drifting a little bit out of our major talk, which is the EPL teams. What do you think? Do you think do, do, do you think KSG are just a group of individual fantastic talent and not a system team like the master? And do you think um, a group of a, a group of talented individuals can actually win the Champions League? Over the system teams. If I'm going to go by this logic, I will give it to you because over the years it's a little bit of both. You never can know which kind of teams win Champions League. I mean, in 2004, you cannot you cannot identify a talent in the port in the FC Porto side, but collectively they won the Champions League, defeating top top teams that had top talent along the way. You know, we had um, clubs come into the um, Champions League and 
run an upset and win the um the title. He had it in 1997 with the with the Dortmund side, the Ajax squad as well. So lots and on the SA Porto side. So it's looking at the um PSG team, as you said, if they had a talent or if um they were like a system team, well they aren't because they have so many talents in that squad that if you watch the um city game chances that a team collectively would have um um converted you see players like Neymar trying to prove himself as um a star that he is or Messi trying to a star that he is or Mbappe you know these are these are um players that on their own they are talents but with the numerous talents in the PSG team they cannot I don't see them playing together you know they were not um in sync together they're just trying to show themselves on the pitch of play not trying to you know there's only a few players like a variety that were playing I was playing with the team so what you're saying in essence is uh you don't think they can win the Champions League with, with their individual talent? I don't think that if they are to continue on this um, path, I don't think they can do it because if you are talking about, if you are going to um, base everything on talent alone, PSG are not the only club with talent. We've ha- we, we have the Bayern squad, they have loads of talent. We also have Liverpool squad. Talents are there as well. Even City, the opponent that they played over the week, has loads of talent as well. So it's not going to be based on talent. I need and it, 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 for the Parisian um, squad to actually win this Champions League this season. They need to work together as a team. You know, then it will now that them having talent is it will not be a boost to their title challenge. But if they're not going to work together as a team and just depend on their individual talent, then I don't, I don't see them going far. Okay, um, going on to the next team, which is uh, Chelsea. Chelsea were defeated by Juventus by a long goal. I think it was a very nice matchup, and well, they were defeated by a formidable score. What do you think? Do you, or do you, don't you think? Or do you think? Chelsea should have been winning that game. Well, I what I think about the game is this that um Allegri's game plan worked and Tuchel's plan didn't. You know, Allegri came into that match just to at least come off with the draw. Just look obvious with the style of play um Juventus brought into the match. They were they sat in deep trying to defend and catch Chelsea on the counter, which they did in the second half, you know, they go just 10 seconds in quick counter, quick um, passage of play, and Chiesa buried the ball at the back of the net. So, um, I think, what I think about the game is this, um, like I said earlier, Allegri's game plan was just to, you know, catch Chelsea on the counter and um, defend. But um, Chelsea, Chelsea are coming off with the loss in the um, EPL against City. And so, they tried to like, um, shake it off and come into this game trying to um, 
Blue pulled a fast one against a Juventus side that is very, very well famous for their um, defense. They had um, Bonucci and Matias delete, and at some point, Gellini um, had to come into the play also lock up the that defense against Chelsea. So everything didn't work out as the way Tuchel had planned it, but it worked out for the way Allegri had planned it. So yeah, what I think is this: Allegri's plan was the one that worked. I guess they are not um, Thomas Tuchel. So um, going forward, moving forward to the Manchester um, United Villarreal, I wasn't expecting Manchester United to be losing up until like the seventy something minutes, I think, before they got to win the game. So it was like only actually want to pick that up. What you want your thoughts? You know, if from previous of our um, talk show on this podcast, we've always highlighted the kind of system United has been um, utilizing, and which is not favorable, to be honest. Looking looking at that game, the Manchester United Villarreal game at Old Trafford, Villarreal could have gone up like three or four goals up in the first half if they had all, all their chances. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know if you are right to say they wants to leave the club because he's looking as if he's in the tired of the tired of, of coaching because there is no idea behind what the United team is playing. There is no idea. They are just lucky. They were, they were lucky enough to have won that game. We asked me because Villarreal really played to their pattern and played the ball according to their game plan and. If not, if that they had converted their, their earlier chances, they would have trashed United at home. To be honest, so the the, the style of play only as deployed this season in the United um, squad is questionable. There is no headway, there is no idea, there is no um, vision as to what he wants to achieve in that in, in 90 minutes. It's just it's just select players and and expect them to run around the pitch and do something and score and do magic without a game plan. So, um, it was unlucky for Villarreal. They were very, very unlucky not to have won the game. So kudos to David De Gea for being top class, um, for living up to his um, um, top class um, status as a goalkeeper. Saved lots and lots of um, chances that Villarreal should have converted. But, yeah, they were, they were unlucky, to be honest. The question still remains, and that feeling has to be how is really still keeping the shelf. But let's not um, ponder too much on that and let's move on to the next one, which is the Liverpool Porto game. Liverpool Porto game actually proved to be the like the banker of the old of the old fixture of the, the four fixtures the EPO teams had this um UCL in this UCL game week. The it was very certain that Liverpool are going to score. It was very certain that Liverpool are going to win. They've never had a loss in the last three games in this portal, and it has always been an emphatic victory, always. And this wasn't an exception. It was just like true to the books. What are your thoughts? Well, the portal Liverpool game was lined up for a Liverpool victory. I mean, in the past eight meetings they've had, Liverpool have not lost to Porto. Porto have not defeated Liverpool. I don't think they've even scored 
they were, I think they were, this was their first time scoring against Liverpool away from home. So, um, even looking back at Porto's record against English clubs, it's, it, it, it isn't favourable for the Portuguese side. So, Jurgen Club already knew what he wanted to achieve and he just set the players and everybody knew that they were going to you know, go there with the winning mentality and do the, and, and get the job done, which they did emphatically. They did superbly well. Five, scoring five goals on the Champions League night is never an easy feat. But for especially the... Um, yeah? Especially this season. Yeah. Yeah. It's, except your yeah, clubs like Bayern Munich. Uh-huh. Mm. You know that those ones are ready to score score more than more than expected, but having to go to the you know Chelsea last season the better rate of the Champions League struggled yeah. to even score um, two against them, you know yeah. last last season, but Liverpool made it so easy. It was so so easy. One talent that was um, that I want to appreciate on this show is um, Curtis Jones. The, 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 yeah, the youngster was superb in that game. You know, he, he created a lot of chances. He was he was everywhere. He was superb in that um game. So yeah, kudos to Yoga Club. I mean, they needed this win to add into their um AP official against Man City this weekend. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing like having the confidence behind you, you know, having 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 the boost of of, of the winning mentality going into a tough fixture against City who have, who have lost and then will not want to lose a game, two games in a row. So, yeah, this this win was was much needed. After drawing Brentford, you know, this win was was much was much needed. So, uh, moving on to the next um, this thing. So, we should move on to the Europa, Europa games. And I would like um, Jugo to really talk, really talk on Leicester Bad run of form in Europe, in Europa, in Europa fixtures this season. They've lost yet again to Major 1 0. Hugo, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. So, what are your thoughts? I have not really followed Europa, uh, but I think I followed this match online. Mm-hmm. The truth is, uh, Leicester, they are not getting this right, and they are not careful. If they don't go back to the drawing board and still hopes oh Rogers is at the wheel, they will end up where they will not be able to recover. It looks like he does not know what he's doing. I think, I think he got so many players he I don't think he needs or I don't just know what's wrong. He's not it's like he does not have a plan. Huh. Today we see Mare, tomorrow we see he's just switching formations, switching players up. Like, and it's not working. That's the worst part. Yeah, it's not working out for him. So he needs to actually step up because it's, it's this is a terrible form. I'm not concerned about the attack, honestly. They have not scored much, but I'm more concerned about the defense. The number of goals they concede is, is alarming. I mean, they've conceded every single game this season. Every okay. single game. Like from Europa to the Champions to um to the league to the Cup to every single place they've considered they go. Mm. And, I mean, how many people are injured? We, we can't we can't we can't blame injuries for this one. 
it's, it's just uh-huh. we'll just get things right if not um... okay so, so um let me um, moving on to uh, Mark Henry but Marcia good evening how are you how are you how, how was the day folks speaking on the uh, West Ham speaking on the West Ham game West this game uh, Rapid Vienna yeah Rapid Vienna so um what do you think? What are your thoughts on them and what do you think of Side Verama? He got another good decision. Um well West Ham were very, very West Ham were very good today. I followed that game. Yeah, they won 2 0. I think it was a comfortable victory for them. They could have um, extended their lead by more, but um, I think yeah, Jaraboen missed um, a certain a, a, a certain goal. I mean it was it was a shocking miss. He rounded off the keeper, just him and the post. Um, that play to him, I think he was off balance. Then he missed um, he missed the goal. So West Ham have had a decent start to the Champions to the UEFA Europa League. Okay. So yeah. currently on six points with uh, Dynamo Zagreb behind them on three, then Genk on three. Rapid Vienna, mm. well, uh, they will need to win their two matches against Dynamo Zagreb to actually stand a chance of qualifying from the um, group stages of the UEFA Europa League. So it doesn't look good for them. But um, as for David Moyes, things are looking good for him. I mean, he's got another win in front of the home crowd uh, with a clean sheet. So um, I think it's a it's a very 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 nice it's a very 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 nice situation to be in if you're a West Ham fan. So yeah, it was a very very comfortable victory for them today. Okay, speaking. Thank you. Speaking on the uh, the last um, EPL team in Europe this this league, which is Tottenham. Tottenham plays in the Europa in the Europa Conference League. They played against uh, Mura, and Kane had a twenty minute hat trick. They start the game and boy. He scored three goals, which was spectacular. Tottenham ended up, ended up winning the game five five one, and it shows that Nuno Nuno Santos is only just playing games with the team and picking his kind of game to play his best players. In the first half, they, were, they struggled. Tottenham struggled a little bit, but they want to. They were. They were, They led. They led for the first half with just two-one, I think, and Kane rounded it up in the second half. So, moving on to the APL fixtures proper for this weekend. Starting with the Man United Everton game, the early kickoff for this game week seven. Um, Eric, what are your thoughts on Ole? We've really said much on only for like the last five podcasts, and it can be much more stressed for me that he's winning the club, he's winning everything in the club, even with the arrays of stars he put he, he, in his at his disposal. So, what are your thoughts in this fixture? What do you think Manchester United stand? What chance do you think Manchester United have in winning this fixture? Um, I don't think Manchester. Well, uh, it will have been a different situation if they were just losing matches with fantastic performances. But 
the performances have been bad. The matches they've managed to win in the last four games, I mean, they played absolutely as in it was just it it was like a disjointed team performance. I mean, there was no cohesion at all. Everything yeah. was just scattered. They don't attack. The attack doesn't flow well. The defending this the defending this season has been has been has has been disastrous when you compare it to last season's performance in defense. United have been so poor in defense, so poor, very, very poor. Their teamwork this season is very, very bad. I mean, I've, uh, yeah, they started the season against Leeds. Uh, yeah, we saw, we also in that game, United won 5-1, but you could also see the cracks in defense that day. Leeds United just gave United spaces, and that was how they, they managed to score five goals. But United always find it difficult against teams that come with a low block, which is what we've seen in the last maybe four games. So Whatever. West Ham made it difficult for them. Uh, Villarreal certainly, as the Villarreal game was uh, quite a shocking encounter for me because it was like the midfield was non-existent. Many Manchester United fans have always cried out to Ole to play McTominay as the number four, and I think uh, we got a result there because the midfield was non-existent. McTominay wasn't just he wasn't in the game. Uh, Boba wasn't in the game at all. I mean, it was just it was just bad for Manchester United um, yesterday. But um, this game against Everton will provide um, a different um, encounter for them because uh, I don't expect Everton to take the game to Manchester United because I mean they they can actually see that Manchester United aren't actually putting in their best performance week in week out so i expect everton to actually put a fight in this game um i still expect united to win though judging based on the way they've lost uh, like their last game in the league with bad performances i do feel manchester united might yes i think they will get a victory here but um i don't think it will be a fantastic performance i'm going for a scoreline of maybe 2-1 um, and I'm backing Ronaldo to be the one to get the goals. Ronaldo and uh, probably Bruno Fernandes. Okay. Okay. So on to the next one. The next fixture, which is going to be the, uh, which is going to be by three o'clock on Saturday, is the Bolling Norwich game. And I would, I would like our chooks to really talk about talk about it. Only. Uh, I don't know. What can be said again? They have lost their part. That's to me. They are not the typical English side that we know and how they play. Their playing pattern has really changed, has really transitioned from their very uh, low blocks to. I don't even know what I would call Shondaich's new pattern now. So, Shooks, what do you think? Who do you think will come out tops in the fixture? Burnley, Norwich. I'm tipping Burnley for the win. Reason is this: this is the chance for them to have their first win this season. Both teams are in the relegation zone. Like Burnley is 19th, Norwich is in strength yet. They've not won a game. Both have not won a game this season. But with the start of with the kind of um, um, mentality Burnley has, you know, coming up with a two-two draw. Against a top side like Leicester City, I'm tipping Burnley to have the um, upper hand against Norwich. I mean, it's a tough month. These games are tough, man. So if Burnley has to prove it um, themselves this season that yes, they are still 
you know, they still have their head in the game and they still want to play top flight football. Um, they they put in their um, 110%, which I believe that that's what they're gonna do. So, only for the win against Norwich. If if this isn't your first um, um, season watching Norwich in the Premiership after um, their return, you know that um, Puki doesn't have any so far in your fantasy team. He's not even even if he scores, he's not he's not he's not supposed to even think about having to book in your fantasy team at all. Because about what he can do in the game, not fantasy now. Oh, okay. Um, in the game, it's except every penalty. I don't think I don't see them. Bonnie are also good defense um, defensively. It's very hard for you to crack their their defense. You have to be a top side. I mean. All the goals is considered are from are from strong strong teams this season. Um, Leicester City, Arsenal, and the like. So yeah, it's gonna be hard for Norwich to break through and um, score. They've got a very good goalkeeper, Nick Pope, as well. And the defense, after the field, they got quality defenders. If I can mention, um, Lawton and the rest. So it's gonna be difficult for um, Norwich and Timpuki to actually get a goal against. This bond is Wow. Thank you. So, uh, moving on to the next game, same time, 3 o'clock, 3 p.m. fixture, is uh, Chelsea Southampton. What are your thoughts on the fixture and who will come out tops? What do you think Chelsea will do differently after going on a two game loss? Well, uh, I'm I'm quite happy. We are seeing this. You know, before beginning of the season, everybody was about praise Chelsea will do this. We've seen it. Two games, they barely had four shots on target in two games. Well, we are start, starting to see an open Chelsea team. Uh, as they will say in the streets, to share only ash on the open, small, small. The breeze is blowing. The fire ash is about to open. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we are seeing it, and I, I'm actually waiting. When are we going to have the discussion of how Lukaku is flopping? Are we not going to have that discussion? I, I, I don't. Think, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think we need to have the discussion because we know the cause and the. Uh... Oh wait! When it comes to Lukaku, we know the cause. You know, some players they got them. Then from day week one, they're like, he has not scored. Do you know? When last Lukaku scored or even contributed to a Chelsea it's not even about when it comes to Lukaku, it's about when it comes to Chelsea number nine. No, no, you know when Lukaku came in, yeah, like he's the Lord and Savior that was saved. I said, I think yeah. I said something. Before, same, like, as, Lukaku because, uh, same as when uh, Morata came in, Iguain came in. These are their number nine. Chelsea. You go. I think we are just talking about the Chelsea number nine cross, you know. Yeah, because you see, you know, and I'm happy. Some things, I, I think, everything is unfolding now. You know, before, they were like, imagine Chelsea fans need to be flogged. They actually were comparing Jorginho to tipping him for what best. I mean, we're seeing it all now, aren't we? I just want Southampton to complete the job. In as much so done as the team have been really shaky, but I think against Wolves, they are picking it up. They just need to convert more chances. But I don't know, and there are some players that just went off. I still don't get what is the essence of buying Vestergaard. Leicester City. Why did they sell that guy? Leicester don't need him. Southampton did Southern. Exactly, and they sold him. I don't know. Yeah, the well, maybe they need money more, 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 more. Money is what 
I don't know. I, I don't know the idea behind that because that guy clearly is shaking some, and their attack is actually dead. Selling of things, they just did. They did terrible business. I just sold your best. You, like you sold your attack and your defense. Vestergaard was like a one-man defense, like a Van Dyke to Liverpool, and things mm. was like a Messi to Barcelona kind of thing, and you sold two of them. Then you will concede goals and you will not score, and we are seeing it now. That's the problem. It's like the team is not really balanced. Chia Adams cannot can only do so much and the rest. But they don't have a letter finisher and the defense is leaky. So Chelsea, sure, I am, sure. I'm hoping Chelsea for the win. In as much I hope they will lose. But I'm tipping Chelsea okay. for the win. Okay. For the win. So you, are, you, you feel Chelsea will get, go, go back to their winning wins as well? Yeah, they will win this match and lose the next one. For the win this one. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. So thank you. So on to the next game. The next game is uh, Leeds Watford. And Henry, um, okay. your thoughts? Etebo is injured. Let's take two times. Are you Henry? You are Mr. Etebo. Etebo is injured already. So I don't want to call you. There's nobody to praise. Uh, let Henry talk. I believe <laughs> I, should, I should let you go handle this fixture. I mean, Wait, does it have anything to say? You keep telling us how a table is injured and yeah, I mean uh, Watford loses it's due to the fact that a table was injured and I mean he has he has Dennis also rubbing our faces. So let us hear him what he has to say about and at the end of the day, because Dennis didn't score, Etebo Etebo is injured. So it it will just be going around around with Etebo and Dennis. Abigo, what do you what what do you think? What are I you don't I don't know what you're talking about. I all I'm just well, Leeds Leeds are in poor form, so I think Watford should take advantage of that. Expect a Dennis goal as usual. <laughs> he's your focal man, and he's not. Let's okay, let's talk about that. I did not. Frank, I did not expect less <laughs> from you. You go not talk about Dennis. What about Econ? Will he keep a clinch against Leeds United? This is Leeds. <laughs> I'm not expecting a clean sheet because Leeds are an attacking team. So I expect them to score, but Dennis will score because Leeds I mean, are but, shaky. I mean, but you just said that, that they are poor. But you said they are poor, is it? And you've been praising what for the bench also. Like, con, no, con, 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 con. So Lita, I expect a clean sheet now. No, 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 no. Lita, they attack well, but they also have poor defending. So, which means they should score. I expect them to score, but with the defense, they attack with like eight men. So it will give chance to Dennis. Dennis will have at least those counter attacks. He should put like two or three, actually. I'm expecting more than one goal from Dennis in this game. It's Leeds wow. for crying out loud. Everybody scores against Leeds. Hmm. So. Okay. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So, um, Eric, can you now please talk about the Wolves ranting on ranting of Newcastle United game? And Wolves, they're really playing very well. At least they are defending the Wolves ever, ever since they, ever since Nuno has left the club. They are now much more compact. And Joseph Star, what, and what a spectacular assist in the last game week. What are your thoughts? Will they be able to see off Newcastle? Or do you think Newcastle will pull the first one? Um, well, uh, 
this game is going to be a tricky encounter because uh, I watched um, Wolves um, last game against Southampton. I think they were poor on that day. They were just fortunate to get a 1-0 victory over um, over Southampton. The defense, I think, yeah, they they had the um, their defense was just their their main uh, strong point and in that game because um, Southampton's attack was just poor, very 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 poor. They had chances. They had chances to create some some um, some situations around the goal, but they they couldn't take it. So Southampton weren't just um, precise with their attacks against them. Wolverhampton Wanderers, whereas um, um, the, the the some of the chances were because in the first half I think Wolverhampton Wanderers just had a, a just one chance of note. They had many chances they could have used to at least create a goal scoring situations, but then um, the final pass at the final thought just kept letting them down. So. They got that win, they got the one no win, so and it was nice. It was very nice for them to get the win because um, I think they, in their first three games, they lost the first three. Even though they had the better performances in the first three, they still lost it. So it was nice for um, Bruno Large to actually get um, a victory at Wolves. And uh, seeing Jimenez score that first goal, I think um, it's going to do a lot of things for his confidence because um, I think that was what just what he needed. He just needed, he needed a goal badly for him to actually carry on into the season. So, Wolverhampton um, Wanderers are in, I won't say in a decent side because uh, we saw a very, very bad performance against uh, Brentford where they lost 2-0. So, uh, I think Wolverhampton um, Wanderers this season will be okay in the league. Uh, I don't expect them to be fighting with the relegated teams. I expect them to at least, even if it's a 12th, 13th or, or best, 11th position finish this season. Newcastle, um, um, Newcastle this year, we've seen a more attacking Newcastle outfit than we've seen in years. Yes, even though we can point that, we can point that out to just um, Saint, uh, Alan San Maximan being the man who actually takes the ball forward looking to make things happen. But um, I think Newcastle have been, I would I say, unfortunate in some matches. Uh, but um, well, I believe Wolverhampton Wanderers um, can just do enough to actually get a result here so I'm um, backing Wolves for the win uh, but um, someone to watch here will still be uh, someone we all know now Alan San Maximan because I believe he's the one who can actually cause Wolverhampton Wanderers and um, problems in defense because uh, Wolves are actually shaky at the back because uh, unlike before when uh, Wolves start with three at the back two wing backs and uh, all that this season Bruno Large has brought in a 4-3-3 formation so I think they are still trying to get used to that style of play, but uh, still the defense is still looking shaky. So I expect uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers to get a win in this game with Jimenez back in the goals. If Traore can actually get the the issue is not just only with Traore. I think it's general in the Wolverhampton Wanderers team because they actually get the ball in they actually get the balls in good position in the final third. But now. The crosses, as in the crosses, are either too high or too deep. So I mean, Wolverhampton Wanderers will need to improve in their crossing and their distribution in the final third if they are going to actually stand the chance of winning more games this season. St. Maximum is is a, is a is a Rolls Royce in in the midst of BRT buses in Daniel Castle. <laughs> Okay, uh, so moving on to the next game, to the next fixture, which is uh, 
5.30 p.m. fixture, the Brighton Arsenal game. Christian, um, what are your thoughts on the Brighton Arsenal game? Putting in mind that Arsenal had a decent run in September. And uh, we have to say this. Kudos to Ateta for not losing throughout September. I think he almost I think he had all he won all his games in September, which is big ups for him. So Christian, what are your thoughts on them? Should, should we expect him to continue in this run of form or we should expect a uh stock car? Good good evening. It's nice being here. I don't think Arsenal losing is going to be a shocker anymore. I think we're used to Arsenal losing. But what I want to say is, um, um, I already knew Arsenal were going after the last game against Chelsea. I knew that it's now time for Arsenal to pick up their mm. form again. So I expected that things will start changing after that Chelsea match, and they have not disappointed. I expected Saka and Odegaard. If you, if you recall, during my last two podcast or something like that, I was saying that it's time for Saka, Odegaard, and Smithrow to find a way to gel together and surely kickstart Arsenal season. And they've done that. I tried last last game. I tried the last game against them. Uh, what was it called? Tottenham Sports. Yes, they were they were they were wonderful. Smithrow was right on point. Saka was good. So this game against Brighton is going to be a very dicey one. Brighton are a ball playing team. They want to play you from the first minute down to the 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Arsenal too likes keeping the ball on the ground. Same thing with Brighton. So now this will just this this game. Well, Arsenal will edge this game because of how compact they've been at their defense for the last three games now. I think they have considered just one goal in the last three games. That was against um, Tottenham. That was the only yeah. goal they've considered throughout September. So I see I see I see I, I see them edging out a very, 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 very tight game. This game will end like a one zero scoreline or something. Mm. But Arsenal Arsenal are good to go. They are they are they have they have found their rhythm. Ateta has found a way to to make his team click. I believe the the, the return of Pate actually made things easy for him. Pate has come in and he has gelled that midfield. He made it more balanced enough for him. And um Mayang and Lacazette too uh, up front still trying to find their feet do but at least they are they're doing something. And the defense now is 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 beginning to take shape. Ben White mm-hmm. Is starting to show why Arsenal went all out for him, even though people people question the money he do, but at least he's he's showing what he can do. And Ramsdale, well, Adeta went with him, and it shows it shows um it just <clears throat> it just shows that um Adeta just wants to take the boob at the end this season and making that decision of benching Leno for mm. Ramsdale is a bold move. Very, very bold, and for now, it has it has gone well for him, at least mm. for now. So, I feel Arsenal are good to go. They should be able to at least get it a draw. At least the least they can leave this game will be a draw. But I believe that this game will end one zero. Arsenal to win the game, and it's going to be a soccer goal from Metro assist. Thank you very much. So, on to the next one. Yeah. 
that Arsenal game ends the Saturday fixtures for us. And to the next fixture, to the Sunday games, starting by 2 p.m., it's kickoff with um, Crystal Palace hosting Leicester City. And um, I'd like um, Hugo to touch on that. Um, following his talk on uh, the Leicester performance in Europe, what do you think Leicester could do right to win this game? And remember, it's an away game. Do you even think they can even win? Chelsea should not concede. I I know Vardy will score. Definitely, he's going to score. But they should because I, I don't know how I don't know how I'll rate them. They've been impressive at the same time. They've been losing points. Mm. So I don't know how with Mr. Pass and that uh, what is that guy name? Uh, Connor Watts. I don't just understand how he's get getting the assist and the goals. Where is he getting? I don't. I have not watched them really, so I, I can't really say about the team. But they are, they are the team that you shouldn't write off Crystal Palace. Remember the the see the the beat recently beat Tottenham three new. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can't really rate them because I have not seen them play. But they look like that kind of team that if you if you sleep, they will just they have Zaha for it. Like if not anything. But I expect Leicester to win the game. Provided uh what's the Rogers actually works on his defense. Okay. He needs to start playing here natural. I don't know why Hena is sitting on the bench. I really don't know, understand. I don't get it. He has performed better than those playing ahead of him. Has he? Yes. The last game, he gave an assist. And mm. he came in. He came before that one. He played in the cup and he scored. Like, every game he played, he has an impact. Somehow, somewhere. The rest just play 90 minutes. No goal, no assist. He may not be... The, what you expect, the flair and all, but he's actually bringing out something, an assist or a goal. So you need someone like that in the team for now until others start picking up. Because I don't know, Javi Barnes has been off. Madison, I don't even know if Madison is, a, is actually playing for them. Cinemas, we see him once in a while. He's in the DCF. The team is just uh, looking average, way below average. So he needs to spice the team up. Oh. So you, so what are the predictions for the game? I expect a Leicester win. Uh, a Leicester win. Three one. Okay. Thank you. So um, Chooks, Spurs host Aston Villa. Um, this game. The home team, Tottenham also are coming from, are coming from. The last game against Aston, they actually lost to both fully, three new and. Aston Villa, I will be hoping they can just be the David again in this game. A way to Tottenham and open the two. Just need to go and win the game. What do you think? Well, I don't know what Nuno will have to do, but Tottenham cannot lose that game. If they, cannot they can't go from topping the... Yes, they can't go from topping the table in August and then topping the... The, the second half of the table in the September and going into October again, start losing their first game again in October. So, and if you look at the head to head record with Tottenham against Astabella at um, the Tottenham Stadium, it has always been Tottenham all the way. 
Tottenham has always won the game, even if it's by a little score margin. But they've always edged Aston Villa. So I'm tipping Tottenham to, 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 to win the game. Yes, Aston Villa are, let's say, they are in form, you know, riding on their victory against United at Old Trafford. But I'm thinking Tottenham are going to edge um, Aston Villa because they don't want to lose the fourth APL game in the um, on, on the bounce. They, they've lost to Crystal Palace, lost to, but they lost the entire London debut they had in September. So this 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 should be like a fresh start for Nuno and his and his boys. And Hurricane <coughs> hasn't scored an EPL goal this season. So he's gonna look at breaking that jinx this weekend and scoring against Aston Villa. There's Son, Son is Son is available. There are, most of them are available and they want to there as well in the Europa Conference League. So yeah, I'm th- I'm tipping Tottenham to edge it against Aston Villa. Everything is um everything favors them. They are at home. They won um um in the week and they ha- they have a very good record record against Aston Villa. So yeah. So you're expecting a Tottenham win? And you expect it to be do you, do you think it to be easy for Tottenham in this game? It's the premiership. No, no game week is very easy for the Phoenix team. There is no game. It's for how you how it turns out is depending on what the players you know come with. And I'm 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 tipping Tottenham to to come with the fire and um, confidence against um, Aston Villa. So yeah. So um, on to the next one. Next thing is next game on our answers. That's the third two o'clock game on Sunday. Is West Ham against Brentford and Chris? Uh, I would like to ask with West Ham having this good result this midweek, do you think they can pull off another win against Brentford come Sunday? Do you think we should hope on? Do you think Said Rama and the likes Mikel Antonio? Bowen and the likes will once again give us a win. If you ask me, um, the West Ham as a Brentford game, um, yes, I do think that West Ham is gonna bring everything to the to the party. It's not gonna be easy. I mean, it's never it's never easy. I mean, Brentford are not have, have proven for the past game and um, few games that are proving that. They're not just a side to be walked over. You know, they have they have the the desire and the zeal to to play the um, kind of tough life football they've always want, wanted to play, and they've shown it. They they played Arsenal in the first game two 0 and they held Liverpool to a three three draw, which they could have won, but even for the disallowed goal. So West Ham need to watch their backs. I mean, it's uh, it, it's gonna be an if at all is anything that's gonna happen to be an upset for Brentford to win, but West Ham should ride on the confidence that yes, they 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 won um against Leeds in the last game week, and then they won their Europa League game on Thursday today. So they should they're looking at doing it over um Brentford. Cyberama, um Aaron Cresswell, Mikel Antonio, and he's gonna score. He's he, he, he's going to score um, against Brentford. That's for sure. I'm tipping West Ham to at least 
do the job against Brentford because they are at home and everything should. The Remoyers has has been working with the players and I think they are used to his style of play and his um his game plan. So the lost time is not an easy place to come and um you know um win and this is going to be a local uh, London derby because these both teams are London clubs. So uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a dicey game for West Ham all the way. Okay, thank you. So um going on to the last game, which is super, which makes the Sunday a super Sunday. The last game, which is um, the Liverpool versus Manchester City game. I would like every one of us to have a, to touch on this game, but I'll start with Chris. Chris. Yes. Yes, I'm here. Yeah, I want to ask you this and answer your talks with you on what I asked you. What do you think Liverpool should do right in winning this game? It's too much. What do I think Liverpool should do right? I just feel they should just be strong in their defence as well. I believe uh, Man City doesn't have a focal point in that team. They will find it difficult to break down Liverpool as much as they were able to break down Chelsea. Liverpool has a very strong back line now. Van Dijk is back. He has commanded that defence so well. Liverpool, if Liverpool can be able to stop those balls from De Bruyne, Mares or Glirish coming into the center, even though they're going to use Gabriel Jesus or Ferran Torres or even Sterling as a strike as a focal point, I'm sure Liverpool's defense are strong enough to hold that down. So, one thing I know Liverpool can do to be able to win the match is just the defense. They need to be coordinated in the defense. They need to have a, a very good relationship, very good link and understanding within themselves on Sunday. That is the key for them down for that game. Okay. So um um Eric Massity, they are coming from winning the game against Chelsea last game week and going away now to um Liverpool to the to Liverpool at Anfield. What do you think they have to do to make sure they didn't get get humiliated or lose the game um manchester city just have to be positive in this game because um yeah liverpool have van dyke sure yes good and fine but liverpool's defense this season hasn't been 100 okay if we should if we can actually tell ourselves the truth they were fortunate to keep a clean sheet against crystal palace i keep on repeating that almost every podcast we were very very fortunate to get that clean sheet against crystal palace Against Brentford, well, they considered three, which, which was actually shocking. We never expected that. So, um, against this Manchester City side, uh, I think in the fixture, in the second leg um, last season, I think it was a 4-1 victory for Manchester City. So, um, I'm not expecting the same scoreline this weekend. But um, uh, I'm actually I'm kind of leaning towards a Manchester City victory. That is if Manchester City can actually turn up, because that is the issue. 
this might just be a game where Manchester City keep passing the ball all around, all around midfield with no intent in actually getting the ball in the box because uh, they lack that focal point. Um, but um, they've proven it against Chelsea that um, they could actually win the match without a striker. So um, against the Liverpool side, I don't think Liverpool will come with a low block. I believe Liverpool will actually come with a high press, which is normally what you expect from Jurgen Klopp's um, outfit. But um, Liverpool also like to catch Manchester City on the counter. So I think um, the main point of uh, contention will be in midfield. We'll be looking at um, whether Pep decides to start a double pivot um, midfield or just a single pivot with um, two free midfielders in front of the sitting um, defensive midfielder. So um, this is going to be a very, very tough game. But um, I'm leaning towards a Manchester City win for this game. Thank you. So, um, um, Chooks, Henry has said more and even more than what is expected. Chooks, um, looking at, okay, I want to ask you about Manchester Looking at the Liverpool um, starting XI, do you think it should be uh, club to should, should continue with the XI that played? last game week or do you think there's one or two players that are supposed to start this game so it's gonna there's gonna be a change of um, personnel at, at least from the um, first level going into this um city game so yeah definitely you're gonna change some persons against um city but the Liverpool squad one thing they're going for club is Every of the player has called up for finish game has proven themselves. I mean, it has shown it has shown on league table they are the only side with a um, clean record unbeaten in the past um, six games going to the seventh game. So that is, that is the team yet to be beaten this season. So I go show that the players um, are up to the tax. So whoever is gonna um, be called up for. To replace Arnold or whichever personnel they're gonna use playing in the midfield because the front four, I'll say the front four, because Feminio is back. They've got Jota Mane and Salah. So the front four are ready and fired to go against City. So you're looking like just a replacement for Arnold and then a solution headache for him in the midfield. Really gonna, is he gonna use if um Anderson Fabinho and um Keita or whomever he wants to go Akantara. So yeah, but whoever is gonna prefer against City, I believe has the um, capability to um, do the job. They are at home, they are, is at Anfield and City don't have a good record at Anfield. Just two wins in the last 24 games. They, they don't have a good record at Anfield. So, yeah. So, um, um, Hugo, looking at City, the X-side that played against um, Chelsea and the X-side that played against um, PSG, during the week, what are your thoughts? Which of the SIs you do you think he should start against Liverpool? You know, putting put in mind that we know that Liverpool will always want to change his team. Um, I said Liverpool, sorry, Pep Guardiola will always want to change his exile every game. Uh, well, I think the the teams were it. I thought I thought I thought I thought it was the same team. Okay, just the introduction of Sterling, which I pray to God. And we had married. We had not start the game. 
I think the one against Chelsea was almost perfect. Although they needed Maris for you know uh, that that wing was actually very blunt. Foden has not been what to expect this season. So I think we we'll need. Yeah, he's coming back from injury. Just go, just go back from injury. So I I I feel we should for, just should for not how long? He's not the only one that was injured. A lot of people were injured at their back. He has not actually been. KDB two has not been. But let's let's not go into that. Well, I expect him to start the same one inside that Chelsea. Although he needs a little bit more directness. You know, the Chelsea team is sitting like Marshall said. Liverpool will come high, and if you don't have that uh, that 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 attack, you will just compress yourself. Then you put yourself in unnecessary pressure. But so to be honest, you expect the the exercise against PSG instead of the exercise against Chelsea. Yeah, but I'm hoping he will not start standing. Because just let's be honest. Yeah, this city team is they are sharp. Liverpool are going to suffer when it comes to marking the ball. But it's if Mass can convert, which they fail to do against PSG, so nice. Awesome. Thanks. So um moving on to the formation, the tactics this this the coaches we want to use in this game week. Um tricks. Looking at the formation, two coaches, Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola, want to deploy. What do you think should be uh, Pep's most preferred formation entering this fixture? I think the three-four-three three is his most preferred. Which I think it should it should be thinking of deploying um, Gabriel Jesus into, into the game. No, I don't I don't want to know what anybody has to say. He still needs a striker. Whatever you have to say about um, Titi, he's in the striker. So I think Jesus has to be there. Even if he plays him off position, that striker instinct will drag him into the striking position and do something for the City side. Because, uh, like I said earlier, they have a good record at Anfield. And Klopp knows this. And Klopp, is, Klopp has edged um, um, Pep more time than Pep has done against Klopp. So, yeah. Okay, so um but then again it is pep you never know what to do the pep you can decide to go with a four two three one decide to go with a four three three decide to go with a four five one and you know it's pep or anything it depends on how he's overthinking for the match there okay Kristen, chris what do you think um Jen club will, what kind of mission do you think Jen club wants to uh, deploy in this game with? Uh, well, he still goes with the normal formation he always plays. I don't think he changes anything when it comes to the club. He plays the same thing, and um, the same. I think uh, Jota should play this match. Jota, Mane, Salah. That's the front three, and that should be seen uh, in the midfield. Will be Anderson. Anderson, um, possibly Elliot will start. That depends. Possibly Elliot will start. Maybe Keita or Fabinho. Then the defense is still gonna be Van Dyke, or Marty, and um, Rob Finn. Then I don't know who will play for Arnold. Maybe Muna will play Arnold. So it's gonna be just the same way that club plays. He plays to win. He plays with a very attacking mindset, and he still he doesn't he doesn't go for conservative uh, mindset and all. So I believe that. That's just how you're gonna to have to play the match. So, so um, all this thing, I believe the Liverpool should be able to at least, if not, if not lose that match, but draw. 
Okay, so um, um, Henry, looking at the game, the fixture, the versus player to player, which player do you think we should watch out for Massey and which player should we do for Liverpool? Um, from Man City, it has to be Kevin De Bruyne. Down is um, surely because surely he starts, and I think yeah, Pep Guardiola might be tempted to actually play him as um, as the false nine in this game, or he might actually go with Sterling. But I'm sure anyone who plays the false nine for Pep this weekend. I think he might try to go with um, speed. So I'm leaning towards either Sterling or Foden. I think Foden is back from injury. So because uh, Foden, I mean, Foden actually shown in this game last season. I think he got two goals in this game last season. So um, for my city, that's to be Kevin De Bruyne. I just want to watch. And for Liverpool, <laughs> it's just one player now. We all know him, Mo Salah. Um, Mo Salah, especially if Roberto Firmino starts this game, I believe um, Mo Salah will benefit because normally um, Firmino doesn't actually play as the point man, he just plays as the kind of force nine, drag defender towards the midfield for so that spaces can be there for Salah and Mane to run into. So, um, Salah is one to watch. Um, I think the battles in defense again is also another, um, another game. I would love to see how, um, Cancelo can cope with the defensive um, aspect of the game because I think he might start at left back. So he's going to be facing a certain Mo Salah there. So that will be one um, one of the doors to watch in this game. So um, that's it for me. Kevin De Bruyne and Mo Salah. Yeah, thank you. So after that, see that, and that's the fixtures. That is the analysis for the fixtures in this season EPO. So moving forward, moving on talk about the FPL side of things and uh, we've really gone past our time I really we just have to just touch on the FPL and I'd like also to mention our differential for the game week they have expect to give us points about very cheap and our captain peaks so starting with Chooks, give me your tip, give us a difference here uh, for this game and your captain pick. Okay, so my um, captain pick, I've been a little bit confused on who to choose. But I'm gonna lean towards um, Ronaldo. Yeah, I'm gonna lean towards Ronaldo. It's yeah, I want to pick Salah because I mean knowing that but I have City defense and goalkeeper, so I don't want to Jinx my 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 own player. Even if I have Salah, I think I, I don't want to jinx the defense. So I think Ronaldo should should, should be my captain. Um, differential for this game week. Um, Burnley assets, all of them. They are all differentials. Burnley assets. Westwood, Westwood, me, Lotin. I mean, it's Norwich. So I don't see Norwich having anything against Burnley. So Burnley assets should do the differentials for me. Any of them do. They can keep a clean sheet. I feel like she for Bonnie. I feel like they should for, for Bonnie. So yeah. Um well I I activated my wildcard, so I got rid of Ronaldo this game week. 
in anticipation of uh, Manchester United um, upcoming fixtures, uh, it doesn't look funny at all. So I took Ronaldo out. So I think um, it's risky, but um, I think I'll be giving the unbound this game week to Romelu Lukaku. Um, I believe he will turn up in games like this. Games like this are games you expect him to score, not games against the top six or against the big side. So um, I'm going with Lukaku this game week. It all help me. Okay. So, um, you go. Yeah. Well, so, my differential is definitely going to be Dennis. Dennis Emmanuel. Okay. Against Leeds. He's expected <laughs> to score. Okay. Dennis Emmanuel, my differential. And. My captain pick, well, I'm really confused about the captain pick. I'm not a big fan of Lukaku. I wanted to go with Lukaku, but I think I will I will say Harry Kane. I expect him to pull up this time. Harry Kane. Yeah, you think he, this should be very happy. Uh, yeah, I think I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. So, Chris. Well... It's going to be a very tricky weekend. I'm kind of leaning towards um, Antonio for this weekend. I think I, I think Antonio has been the most consistent of them all this weekend, this, um, this season. So, I'm leaning towards Antonio. It's going to be the, the friendship for this week. And um, if not him, then Sa. South and Watford. So your captain. So my captain is Antonio. And differential is who? Sir. Go oh, with Dennis. Sir. He's on my boss. Who is Dennis? The striker. Of- <laughs> Not more chance to score. Okay. Oh. Okay. So- Watford has the striker, and Sir has been the one scoring all the goals. Wow. Right. Are you saying As Dennis has three goals? I'm not sure you want. <laughs> okay. Sir has more goals. So what are you saying? Four goals, three goals. Sir has more goals. I don't know. Who, I don't know who Dennis is. Sounds like has a, more, an a player. Has more goals than I'm sure Greenwood. So what are you saying? You want us to go that route? This is is better than Greenwood. So just let's just rest. Okay, the grace, the grace. Okay. okay. Well, we, I, I, I think that should be enough for this. Uh, uh, <laughs> before I before we end the show, I talk to good evening. Uh, good evening. Okay, so your captain P can differential about this coming okay. game. I think my differential this coming week will be Rafina and my captain pick I think I'll give it to Lukaku. Lukaku. I see him so scoring you, again. I see him scoring goals against weak sound in defense. Okay. So yeah, I, I was I was leaning to Antonio, but Antonio had some injury today's match. I think he was struggling with some injury, so I don't really know how we perform against them Brighton. But it was okay. But I think I'll give it to Lukaku. Thank you. 
I think uh, we, we on this note we come to the end of the Hold on. Did you just say I think the injury? Yeah, I had a minor injury today, but before during the first half. Did he play second half? He didn't have an injury. I don't think at all. He didn't have an injury. Antonio played. Antonio played the game till 75 minutes. He even gave the assist for the goal. So and he just he was originated in 75 minutes. There was no injury. Big, big. No good trap in my heart. Take off big. I don't I watched, I don't think I the match from the beginning to the end. See, he had injury. I'm telling you, he was he, he had some injury injury. I'm telling you, you can go and confirm. The source is online. Yeah. I can send it to you. They even stopped him off 60 something minutes. Yes, he had the assist in the first half. People were even thinking that maybe towards the second half of the game, they might pull him out doing the um, half-time substitution, but he came back doing the second half, but they have to remove him and like, and push to check. But he was okay, according to the medicine, was okay. But we don't know what will happen maybe later, maybe during the training before the match, but he was okay. Out I can just see. Thank you so much, Pato, for um, the uh, injury update on Anthony. So I think on this note, we've come to the end of today's preview show podcast. And good luck to everybody on the FPOC in Game 7. Good night. <laughs>